Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. From high atop Hogback Mountain, we're covering the Carolinas like never before with 100,000 watts of power. The right talk, Charlie. Charlie. Welcome. This is the Charlie James Show. Now we're talking. You talk 989. The voice of the Carolinas. And welcome to the program. It is Friday, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I hope you enjoyed today because it is just going to be colder than a well digger's rear end tomorrow. Uh, it could get way down there tonight. So uh, you guys make sure you bundle up. It's going to be a three-dog night tonight. I guarantee you that. All right. The GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. We'd love to chat with you this afternoon. Well, we got a lot of news for you, and a lot of it's got to do with Nikki Haley. And um, uh, I saw a video today. First of all, first of all, um, we are hearing that tonight in New Hampshire, Tim Scott is going to endorse Donald Trump for President of the United States. Tim Scott going to endorse Donald Trump this afternoon or early evening in New Hampshire for president of the United States in the primaries that, uh, what, we got four days until that primary coming up on Tuesday. So that's a big thing. I saw a video today. Somebody broke the news to Nikki Haley. She was on the campaign trail there in uh, in New Hampshire, and somebody told her about that. And, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The look on her face. She tried to recover quickly, tried to recover, but the damage was done. The I, I don't know. I don't want to call it the shock on her face was just absolute. I mean, it, it was palpable. You could not only could you see it, you could feel it when she went. It's just that deer in the headlights look that she couldn't believe what she just heard. And there you go. But it's going to hurt even a little bit more tonight because temperatures in New Hampshire, you know, kind of cold and things sting a little bit more when it's cold. But there was a thing. It was yesterday. Some people started sending me this thing on on uh, on Twitter. And by the way, if you're not following me on Twitter, please do at Charlie on air. That's one word at, you know, the little circle with the A in it. Charlie on air. One word. Follow me over there on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, that would be great. Um, 
So they started sending me this thing about uh, Nikki Haley, and, and they were shocked, and they were just like, oh, I can't believe she would do this. Hold on. But, but, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Because what it said was that Nikki Haley was proposing a 23% national sales tax. Okay, 23% national sales tax. So, Will, let me just ask you a question. I just want to see your face. When I say Nikki Haley has proposed a national 23% sales tax. So he's like, but hold on, because a lot of people don't really understand what this is about. All right. Um, I am for the 23 to 26% national sales tax. I am for this. It's a plan that is called the fair tax. And the fair tax, what this would do is it would eliminate all other federal taxes. All of those taxes get wiped off the board. No federal taxes. The only tax you have is the 23% national sales tax. Okay? And let me tell you how it works. Because it's pretty simple. All right? Let's say you make $1,000 a month. No, 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 we'll give you a little more credit than that. You make $1,000 a week. When you get your paycheck at the end of the week, you bring home... $1,000. You bring all of your paycheck home, every single dime of it. Then, when you go to the store, let's say you buy something for $100, it's now going to cost you $123. But hold on, wait a minute. It gets even, even better than that. Because the things that used to cost, uh, to, 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 to cost $100 would now cost about $70. Why? Because, like I said, we would be getting rid of all of the other federal taxes, such as individual income tax, corporate income tax, payroll taxes, capital gains taxes, sales taxes, gross receipt taxes, value-added taxes, excise taxes, property taxes, tangible personal property taxes, estate and inheritance taxes. So whenever something comes, let's just say, I don't know, let's say you got some iron. So there's the iron ore in the ground. You have to go in and get that iron ore out of the ground. There's already taxes assigned to that iron ore. So you, you as the consumer, are paying those taxes. When they bring that one pound of iron ore out of the earth, you have already paid taxes on that. Then when they take that iron ore and they smelt it down... More taxes are imposed on that iron ore. And then when they make it into a beam for a building or a wrench, more taxes are imposed on that iron ore. And not only are the taxes imposed on that, but the taxes are imposed on the trucks that ship the iron ore and the tires that go on the trucks and the fan belts that go on the trucks and all of the. And it would eliminate all of those taxes. So you, the cost of your goods and services would dramatically go down dramatically and you would end up when you go to the store actually paying less than you do now considerably less than you do now so and if and if you got any questions about this i got an idea go online there's a book called the fair tax it was written by uh, neil bortz um and 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 another guy, and I can't remember his name right now, but Neil Bortz and this other guy wrote a book about the fair tax you can read all about it i think it's a wonderful idea 
And the biggest thing that it does is it gets the IRS out of your pocket. You have no responsibility to the IRS. Only the businesses that take your money have responsibility to the IRS now. So I, that's one of the biggest things to me why I really like it. So when people were saying, oh, I can't believe she did that. She did that. Charlie, no, Charlie, the, a flat tax is a fair tax. No, no, a flat tax is not a fair tax. And let me tell you why a flat tax is not a fair tax. Because you're still going to have to file an, a, a, an IRS form. So let me ask you something, uh, Texter, uh, 157. Let me ask you something. How many drug dealers do you think pay taxes? How many pimps pay taxes? How many hookers pay taxes? How many criminals pay taxes? How many gang members pay taxes? In fact, we know from federal data that only 40% of Americans, any American, pays federal income tax. Only 40%. This way, everybody would pay tax. When you buy something at the store, you pay tax on it. Period. So, no, the flat tax, you are still, Charlie, we're putting the burden on the stores to collect taxes. Wait a minute. Hold on. You mean like we do now with the sales tax? I mean, those systems are already in place, right? Exactly. Charlie, so does that mean the IRS can move into a condominium? Yeah, they can. They could probably just work from home. That would be even better. We could get rid of the, uh, the IRS building. And we could get rid of those 87,000 new IRS agents that are heavily armed because they won't need those guns anymore. They won't need all of that ammo anymore. And everything will be just honky-dory. You need to look into the fair tax, not the flat tax, the fair tax. So the flat tax is like everybody pays the same rate. Okay, but you still got to fill out those forms, don't you? And you still got the IRS on your rear end, don't you? This way, it does away with this. Charlie, you also get rebates, and you're exactly right about this. But this, 424, I appreciate this. This is where it starts getting a little complicated for people, but I'll read your text anyway. You also get rebates up to the cost of the poverty level on taxes you pay, so people at the poverty level still pay zero taxes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So, but it's, I've read the plan. I like the plan, and I would love to see the plan implemented Speaking of taxes, speaking of taxes, the uh, continuing resolution has passed. We'll talk about that coming up next. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let's go to the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. We'll go to Larry in Campobello. Larry, welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, I'm well, Charles. And yourself? I'm doing really, really good, buddy. What's up? Uh, we're talking about the fair tax, the shiny bubble of fair tax. And manufacturers, when they buy raw materials and whatnot, they're not going to be paying taxes on this? No, not federal taxes, no. All right. It eliminates all it eliminates all federal taxes. It, you, you're talking about with this. Every time I buy something, I get a federal tax of twenty four percent. When you buy, when you go to the store, when you make the decision to go buy a product, when you made the decision to go buy a ten dollar wrench, you're going to pay that ten dollars plus twenty three percent. Yes, of the federal government. Yeah. And the manufacturer, when they buy raw materials from the smelter, uh, they don't they that, they do not pay not federal taxes, taxes. Right. So the cost of that raw material goes down significantly. The cost of transporting right. well, that raw material goes down significantly. All right. Well, I'm all for getting more people uh, to have skin in the game. I am real tired of uh, people living. Uh, uh, tax-free and, yeah. and all this sort of thing. But at the same time, who doesn't have discretionary money? But I, you, you're going to end up, you're going to end up, hold on, you're going, this isn't a zero-sum game. You're going to end up paying less. So if you, if you have, if you buy something for $100 now with all the federal taxes attached to it, Take those federal taxes off of that, and you're talking about looking at maybe $70 for a $100 product. You really think the federal government's going to give up its chance and power on other taxes? Uh, I'm really concerned no, here, about here's, No, here's what I think, Larry. Here's what I think, Larry. I think we should just keep on going the way we're going on, keep no. allowing keep allowing 40% of the American people not to pay any any income ta- or any yeah. federal taxes at all and, and, and have the American taxpayer just take it up the wazoo time and time again. That's, well, that's I what I think we need that. to do. No, Charles, I, I, I firmly agree with you uh, that the tax situation is really horrendous. Yeah. So what are we going to do about it? Well, um, who has a lot of discretionary money and who could bypass paying taxes? If I wanted a yacht and I got $4 million and I want to buy a yacht, where do you think I'm going to buy that yacht? I don't know. Where are you going to buy that yacht? You're going to go to another yacht. Well, you're going to pay a tax on that then. Uh, Am I going to pay a tax? Yes. Yes, you are. Good Lord. You know what, what, Larry? I appreciate your call, buddy. Thank you so much. I I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear. There are people that would rather roll around in crap 
than actually do something to help them on themselves. And I know that was horrible grammar. But they were, oh, every, oh, what about, it's just the what abouts. Oh, but what about this? Oh, but what about, oh, but when I go to the store, what about, holy, Mac, read the book. If you don't want to believe me, just read the book. The fair tax, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you, you could get it for little or nothing over on Amazon. But if people keep doing this stuff, you're just going to keep, you, you want to keep getting what you got, what you got, keep doing what you're doing. That's it. That's the pure and simple way. You want something done, but you don't want anything done. That's the hell of it. We got to do something about the taxes. Oh, about the fair. Well, let's do the fair tax. Oh, well, what if I want to buy a yacht? Okay, Larry, when's the last time you ever thought about buying a damn yacht? When? Oh, my word. I'm, I swear. I swear. Okay. The uh, uh, continuing resolution has been funded by the House of Representatives. It keeps the federal government open through March. So uh, we do have some people who voted against this bill. In fact, in the GOP, 106 Republicans voted against it. Here in South Carolina, only one person voted for it. So let's kind of run this down just a little bit. We've got uh, Jeff Duncan of South Carolina voted against the continuing resolution. Russell Fry voted, uh, voted against the continuing resolution. Nancy Mace voted against the continuing resolution. Ralph Norman voted against the continuing resolution. From South Carolina only, only Joe Wilson voted for the continuing resolution. He was the only one out of South Carolina that voted for this mess because apparently he doesn't want to use the power of the purse to help, you know, uh, get get things actually done. And I listen, I know why we all love Joe Wilson. I mean, he's been there forever and he's Alan Wilson's dad and all of that stuff. But come on, man, you your voting record's got to get just a little bit more, a lot more conservative. So even, even we had the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Remember when Mike Johnson said this, and it wasn't all that long ago. If, if the best we can get does not solve the problem and not stem the flow, then it will not be acceptable on the House side. And I have said that very clearly from day one. We have to solve the problem. This is not about getting political points for one side or the other. It's about solving the problem that is now a crisis for every community. Every state is a border state now because people are going all across the country. And by the way, when we were at Eagle Pass, we found out that 60 to 70 percent of the people crossing the border down there are single adult males between the ages of 18 and 40. These are not huddled masses of families seeking asylum. These are individual single males coming into the country for we don't know what. Okay, this is serious business. The facts are alarming and the American people are sufficiently, uh, uh, I think, alarmed by this and they want us to make a change. So Republicans and Democrats both should come together and solve it. There's a there's okay, but but how how did 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 any of that get solved in the continuing resolution? No, 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 no border funding in the continuing resolution through March. The one, the one little, it all goes back. Everybody's the same. Listen, I, I'm, I'm really uh, starting to, to, to figure out that all, everybody's exactly the same. They want to talk about the problems. They don't want to do a stinking thing about it because, it, you know, they just don't. So here's Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, saying that we've got a problem. Well, you've got a solution to the problem, Mike Johnson, Joe Wilson. And that you hold your ground and say, we're not funding this government. 
until you do something, give us something on border security. But they haven't. They haven't. They just rolled over and played dead, just like they did under Ryan, just like they did under Boehner, just like they did under Kevin McCarthy. It's just the same old thing. It's just the face. Of, what, what is it? Uh, here's the new boss, same as the old boss. Exactly the same. 100%. Let's go to Michael in Greenville and talk to him. Michael, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, really good. What's up? I heard your conversation. I didn't get catch the beginning of it. You were talking about there's going to be a cut, or there was a cut, or there's not going to be a cut as far as taxes on. It's, no, it's a it's a plan. Material. It's a plan. Okay, it's a plan. It's the twenty three percent twenty three percent national sales tax replaces all federal taxes. Okay, they're going to get get rid of it. They're not going to. No, no, no. Again, it's a plan. It's it's just a okay. plan that's been talked about. Oh my gosh, since since I was at. Uh, uh, working in Columbia 12, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. But it's a good plan. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so the only problem I'm wondering is, so if that, so right now, if you're wanting to make uh, steel, you have to pay a tax on the material, right? Now you do, yeah. Oh, Michael, uh, you... you want to, I'm sorry, go ahead. So do you have to pay a federal tax? Like, does a, a manufacturer have to pay a federal tax on uh, plastics? or materials to uh, produce what they need to do. They pass the, well, they, they do, but they pass those taxes on to you. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering, will the company actually reduce the cost of everything since they don't have to pay the federal tax anymore? That is the plan, and that is the hope that they would certainly okay. do that. Now, what I don't like is you go to YouTube and you watch this guy, he buys a brand hammer new Dodge Ram TRX, he says, if I get 1,000, 100,000 likes, I'll set it on fire. If I get this many likes, yeah. I'll crash it in a tree just to get the likes. And then he says, I'll just do it right off so he doesn't pay taxes. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. That's I, business. I that's, understand. That's I understand. It is messed up. Michael, I appreciate your call, buddy. And <laughs> I see those people, too. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right. When we get back, Alec Baldwin has been indicted on manslaughter charges. We'll have that for you next. This is the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Alec Baldwin is headed to trial over the death of cinematographer Hanya Hutchins, who was killed in 2021 after the uh, after his prop gun fired a live round of ammunition on the set of the film Rust, the decision to indict Baldwin was announced this afternoon after a New Mexico grand jury heard evidence presented by special prosecutors Kerry Morrissey and Jason Lewis. He was charged with one count of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, Baldwin's attorney said, we look forward to our day in court if convicted. Baldwin could face up to 18 months in prison. We don't have a trial date just yet. So back in November, uh, NBC News exclusively obtained several videos that showed Baldwin handling at least one prop gun and interacting with crew members while he was filming scenes for Rust. 
The five videos show Baldwin preparing for scenes, firing the guns, and acting in character. In two of them, he tries to rearrange crew members after having uh, expressing concerns about their safety. The five videos total about seven minutes. The crew was shooting in, uh, for about two weeks before production was shut down. In October, two sources told NBC News that Baldwin and the special prosecutor had discussed his taking a plea deal, but it was rescinded in the days before the announcement to bring the case before the grand jury. The indictment comes after the same New Mexico prosecutors dismissed the involuntary manslaughter charges against Baldwin in April. Baldwin has uh, maintained in interviews with ABC and CNN that he did not pull the trigger and that the gun was declared cold with no live ammunition by assistant director Dave Halls. Halls pleaded no contest back in March to a misdemeanor charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon and was sentenced to serve six months of unsupervised probation. Um, The film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, was charged last year with involuntary manslaughter, and her trial is going to be coming up on February the 21st. She has pleaded not guilty. So, let me just say this. I have no idea. I have no idea what the evidence was that the grand jury saw. I have no idea. But the fact, now remember Alec Baldwin was also a producer on this film. He was the producer. The fact that there was live ammunition on that set, people need to go to jail. Period. Now, that being said, So if you're an actor, and when I was in that movie uh, Crime Story with Mira Savino and Richard Dreyfuss, I had to have a firearm. I was Captain Marshall, had a Glock 17 on my side. The armorer on that set, I I put the holster on the belt, tightened the belt up, and the armorer put that gun in my holster. When the scene was over, the armorer took that gun out of my holster. The armorer was, and listen to this, it wasn't even a real gun. It was rubber. Even though I had a rubber gun, I still hadn't had to have the armorer put the gun in the holster and take it out of the holster. But if, let's say that had been, and you know, uh, or a, a, a dummy firearm, but that, you know, all the, all the action worked on it and all of that stuff. And in this scene, I was supposed to shoot somebody. And they told me that I had a cold gun, which means, you know, there's no live ammunition in it. Okay, good. Thank you very much. And action. And I take the gun out of the holster. I point it and I shoot and lo and behold, there is a live round in that, that weapon. That's not my fault. That is not my fault. I was doing what I was instructed to do by the armorer. Now, the armorer is required in a lot of states. I don't know about every state, but in a lot of states, you have to have an armorer. Why? Because the insurance companies demand it. If you want to get insurance for any of these movies you ha- that has anything to do with firearms... You have to have an armor, and the insurance company has a very specific set of uh, uh, details about what experience that armorer should have. So as an actor, I don't know if Alec Baldwin is really responsible for this. 
But as a producer, he is absolutely responsible for this. At least some of the responsibility falls in his lap. Now, the armorer, Hannah Gutierrez, absolutely. Absolutely. This guy, Dave Halls, the assistant director, absolutely. If Dave Halls tells Alec Baldwin this is a cold gun, then the scene is ready to go. But from what we heard, they were doing target practice with the same gun. With the same gun. They were out in the desert of New Mexico doing target practice with live ammunition on the set. So for the, for the act that he had as the producer of this show of, or of this movie, yeah, I, I, I do think jail time is warranted. I do think maybe the, I, uh, and I'll go along with the involuntary manslaughter thing, but there you go. There you go. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Charlie Baldwin will weasel out of it depending on who assembled the trial jury. Yeah, you're right about that. You're very right about that. So, um, but again, it's it's just, and let me say something about Alec Baldwin. I can't stand the guy as a person. I do not like him as a person. Um, oh, I, I, See, I love this. This is somebody that knows nothing about what I'm talking about. Charlie, you're wrong. It's not the armorer's job to confirm the weapon is cold. If you are handed a firearm, you both check the weapon, period. No, you are wrong. How many movies have you been in with an armorer? None. So you're going to tell me you go to a play. You go, you go down to a, the, the Peace Center and there's a play. And in this play, there's a, there's a pistol on a table. And the bad guy storms in off stage right and he grabs this pistol and he fires no, no, he doesn't do that. He storms in off stage right. He grabs the pistol. He he checks the chamber to make sure it's not, and he makes sure everything is, hold on, folks. We'll be with you in just a second. Hold on. We got to, I, I have to double. No, that's not the way things work. And, and I'll tell you why that's not the way things work, because you've seen it 100,000 times in probably every single television show you watch where somebody fires a gun. That's the way it happens every single time. So... But anyway, getting back to Alec Baldwin, can't stand the guy. Think he's a horrible human being. And what really makes it even worse is that the guy is so incredibly talented, so unbelievably talented to be such a horrible human being. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. So we had Laura Loomer on the program, and uh, Laura Loomer uh, was going to these Nikki Haley events, and Nikki Haley was dodging her. I mean, and even 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 the folks in the in the Haley campaign, they changed the rules of when and where they would have let the media uh, have access um, to the event because of Laura. We'll call it the Loomer rule. Well, Nikki Haley's campaign has now banned the Daily Mail. Daily Mail is no longer, they are personas non grata. I don't, I don't know, is it personae non grata? Is that the plural in Latin? Persona non grata at uh, Nikki Haley events because they ran this story. Now, first of all, a little caveat here. They say exclusive. Sorry, Daily Mail. This isn't exclusive. This is something that a lot of people in South Carolina have known about for a long time. It says exclusive. Nikki Haley did Capital D-I-D did cheat on husband Michael. 
had affairs with her comms consultant and a married South Carolina lobbyist before she became governor, swarm affidavits, and new witnesses claim. Nikki Haley, 51, denied claims she cheated on her husband, Michael, before she became South Carolina governor in 2010, saying that she was 100% faithful. Now, multiple GOP insiders tell Daily Mail that they were intimately aware of Haley's infidelity at the time, saying it was totally out in the open. Communications consultant Will Folks and lobbyist Larry Mershond, 61, uh, Will Folks, 49, lobbyist Larry Mershond, 61, both signed affidavits in 2010 alleging they had a sexual relationship with Haley. Presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Now, this is again, this is all according to the Daily Mail. Presidential candidate Nikki Haley falsely denied cheating on her husband when she was accused of engaging in two extramarital affairs during the, her gubernatorial campaign, multiple sources uh, say. Well, there you go. But again, that's something um, it goes on to say, while the contents of the affidavits were described by major news outlets at the time, this is the first time they've been published outside of folks' own documents, which he published on his blog. Haley, 51, denied uh, both at the time, saying that she was 100% faithful. Okay, well, there you go. Um, Haley has not responded to the Daily Mail's request for a comment as of the time of this publication. The news comes as Haley's campaign gears up for the January 23rd New Hampshire primary, a fight to regain second place in the race of the Republican presidential nominee after DeSantis got the uh, the victory uh, in Ohio. So, anyway... Um, Sources spoke to Daily Mail about Haley's alleged affair after noticing her rosy references to her relationship with her husband, a major in the National Guard who is currently deployed in Africa on her presidential campaign trail. I'm doing this for my husband and his military brothers and sisters. They need to know that their sacrifice matters, she said in a speech. Um, Her most recent campaign, anyway, there you go. So we knew this was going to get out there. When Nikki Haley started running for president, that was, that was like the first thing that crossed my mind. I said, okay, well, how long is it going to take before the people in the media get a hold of this story that's been out there forever? I mean, this is nobody in South Carolina. Nobody. Does this surprise? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So there you go. So... Anyway, Charlie, she lies like a Democrat. Oh, boy. In fact, um, uh, she also had some stuff to say today about Donald Trump. She said our grandchildren, she said our grandchildren will regret the decision that the decisions Donald Trump made. Now, this is somebody, I mean, even Megyn Kelly the other night uh, on her uh, podcast, I guess, um, said that that Donald Trump is going to pick Nikki Haley as his running mate. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm just not seeing that. I'm not seeing that happening. I'm really not, especially with all of this information that we've got out there right now. Let's go to, uh, to, 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 let's go to Mark in Lockhart and see what's on his mind. Mark, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Charlie. Yes, sir. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of talk in the news about Nikki Haley trying to finish second behind Trump. Uh, kind of to make her the heir apparent for Republican Party or whatever. Right. But the main thing that I can see that we can do is regardless of how much money she raises or how many 
commercials she puts out or whatever, if the conservatives in North and South Carolina would get out in force and vote in the primaries and in the main election, we could turn it around. Mark, I, I literally just I literally just had to bite my tongue there because I said that same <laughs> I, I said the same thing a couple of days ago and all of these people on the text line were like, Oh no, no, voting doesn't matter. It doesn't voting oh they'll just cheat and then the voting it's all rigged and yada yada yada. But you're exactly right. We can overcome anything if we have enough voter turnout. Charlie, what was the voter turnout in the last primary? Like I, Thirty percent, maybe. I don't even. Most? I don't even think it was that much. I really don't. I was trying. I was trying to be generous. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're being very generous on that one. But that's it. But, I mean, people. But will... imagine. No, go ahead. Imagine if we could get uh, sixty or seventy yes. percent of the registered voters out in the primary. Yes. It would be. You know, the it rhinos would... would go extinct. It would make the national news. It, it absolutely. <laughs> it absolutely would. It absolutely would, Mark. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. Let's go to Gene in Greenville real quick and talk to him. Gene, welcome to the program. How you doing? All right. Listen, come on. Let's face it. Uh, if she's trying to appeal to Christian voters, supposedly with all this, I don't know. You know, you know the deal here, Charlie. This is a resume enhancer for any liberal. Got it? Yeah. So if she decides, I don't want those Christians voting for me, I'm a... W- I'm a hoa, as we say in New York. I'm a hoa. <laughs> okay. oh, and vote for me because I'm a hoa. And, and the Democrats will vote for her. I don't, yeah, well, from what I heard, about 40% of the uh, voters that are going to be showing up in New Hampshire on Tuesday are actually Democrats who changed their party affiliation. Right. So it's a resume enhancer. So yeah, yeah, it might be. attract more people. You know? It might be. <laughs> all you got to do is say she's, she's she in drag. Who will vote? Yeah, all you got to do is say she's in drag, and they'll just show up by the, the, the truckloads. Gene, I appreciate it. Got to hit a break here. We'll be right back. That's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.